Coming up. Let's pause right here for a moment. God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking. That should motivate us. That God is actually looking for me to relate to him in spirit and in truth. It's not saying God is looking for people who have material possessions to relate to me. It's not saying God is looking for people who don't have material possessions to relate to me. God is saying whether you got them or not, I'm looking for people who, who gonna do it in truth and in spirit. <laughs> whether you got material things or not, that's what God said, that's what I'm looking for. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. There are some things about God that every believer should always keep in mind. First of all, God is, was, and always will be. Join us for the message series, God Is, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn walk through some of the qualities of God that we can confidently put our trust in. Here's the ninth message in the series, The Spirituality of God, Part 2. The fourth reason that we need to know and understand that God is spirit is so we will know how to relate to God. So we will know how. We talked about when, we talked about where. Now we're talking about how. John 4, 22 and 23a, continuing the conversation Jesus, Jesus is with the woman at the well. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. <laughs> While we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes from through the Jews. So let's sit on that for a minute and let's pull some key points out of this. Jesus is saying here, if you if you if if you if, if we unpack it, that well, first of all, he's telling her that who was a Samaritan that you guys don't know as much about God. In fact, you know little about God, <laughs> but the Jews know a lot because God has used the Jews to, to bring in salvation for the world. So he's saying, you know little, Jews know a lot. And so Jesus is, is saying, with, by making this statement, that the more you know about God, the better you can serve God, the better you can relate to God, the better that you can worship God, because the more you know about God. So this is how to encourage us to know and learn more about God. Amen. And those of you who were who were able to attend um, the, the 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 women's lesson, and then the men, we had our meeting today, and we've been going through taking our relationships to the next level. And Rick Warren says something in that lesson, if you recall. He said that every day he gets up. He says that before he gets out of bed, before he actually get up and walk around, he sit up on the bed he, and he say to God something like this. He said, God, I, I want to uh, love you, love you better and know you more today. <laughs> something like that. And the idea is, is that he's saying that 
we were created, the purpose of our life is to love God and know God. Amen. And, and he's saying that if I go through a day and I don't love God more, I love God more and know him better, then I wasted the purpose of the day. <laughs> he talked about that in our lesson. Yeah. That, that, the, 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 the purpose of that day, I wasted because I didn't fulfill, I didn't accomplish the purpose of the day, which is to love God and know him better. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And so right here, Jesus is saying, the more you know, the better you are to worship him and relate to him. So we should spend some time every day loving God more and getting to know him better. Like Rick was saying, I thought that was excellent the way he put that. Yeah, that was excellent. And so um, in verse 23 here, it goes on to tell us, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. So you mentioned about the time is coming before. Now he's saying the time is coming again. And he said, it is now. Now is the time. What about it? When true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. So now he's talking about how. We talked about when and where. Now we're talking about how. And Jesus said, the time is now to worship God in spirit and in truth. It don't matter where you are and it don't matter when you do it. Um, it's, it you can do it at any, any place, at any time. And the way you do it is in spirit and in truth. See, the Bible is our primary way of getting true. And God, if you have given your life to him, has rejuvenated your spirit. He has quickened your spirit. He has given life to your spirit. And it is by our spirit that we worship God and we relate and commune with God through our spirit. Because what? God is spirit. Amen. Through our spirit, we relate to God who is spirit. And we learn about, we know about God through his word primarily. And so they go hand in hand and we got to understand those things so that our how is right, that we worship and relate to God in the right way. We can do it at any time and in any place, but we have to do it in spirit and in truth. So it's important to know that God is spirit because we got to relate to him in spirit. The fifth reason that we need to know and understand um, that God is spirit is so we will be motivated to relate to God so that we will be motivated to relate to God. See, underneath all of our the things that we go through, our material circumstances of our life do not indicate God's love for us or his acceptance of us. Sometimes we can get confused. We can think since things aren't going a certain way in my life, you know, I don't have that item, that car, that house, that husband, that spouse, that friend, whatever that is, that material thing is. So if I don't have it, then it, we can get confused to think God doesn't love us. We can get confused and think God doesn't accept us because I don't have what they have. 
I'm not experiencing what they experience. And see, that's material. God is spirit. Don't let material things dictate to you God. Amen. God is spirit. Just because you don't have certain things, physical, material things, that doesn't mean God doesn't love and accept you because God is spirit. God is not the material things. Amen. So it's important that we understand that. And we can feel God's presence. We can feel God's love and acceptance because he's spirit. And we relate to him in spirit and in truth, not through material things. And we've been duped in our life to think that the more things you have, the more God you have. <laughs> the more love of God you have, the more right. acceptance of God you have, the more approval of God you have, because, well, God must, I must be doing something right. God bless me. No, no, that doesn't mean you're doing something right. Because God already declared, I, I, the rain and the sun, sun shines and the rain falls on the just and the unjust. That's right. That's so right. It, it, it may not mean a thing because you are having material blessings. It may not matter anything in terms of relationship to God. Whether you have them or not have them, it, it may not even matter either way. That's right. That's right. right. David, I mean, uh, Joseph was thrown into a pit and sold as a slave, but the scripture says he had favor of God cast away out his family. He hadn't seen his father, his brothers or siblings for X amount of years. But the Bible says he had God's favor. So whether you have material things or not doesn't dictate if you got God acceptance or love or not. Because God is spirit. Yes, yes. God is spirit. And we have to understand that and know that so that we don't get confused. Amen. So... <laughs> God says, knowing that his spirit can motivate us to relate to God. Look what it goes on to say in this conversation Jesus had with this woman. John 4, 23, 23 and 24. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Let's pause right here for a moment. God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking. That should motivate us. Amen. That God is actually looking for me to relate to him in spirit and in truth. It's not saying God is looking for people who have material possessions to relate to me. It's not saying God is looking for people who don't have material possessions to relate to me. God is saying, whether you got them or not, I'm looking for people who, who going to do it in truth and in spirit, <laughs> whether Amen. you got material things or not. That's what God said. That's what I'm looking for. So those circumstances shouldn't dictate to us whether or not we relate to God. We relate to God in spirit and in truth. And wherever the spirit is, there's liberty. There's, there's liberty. freedom. Freedom. And we can add to that through scriptures, you know, peace. <laughs> there's joy, <laughs> right? There's and there's truth. Love. There's love. There's all yeah. the qualities. There's God's omnipotence. There's God omnipresence. There's God omniscience. There's all of that is, is where God is. When we relate to him, there's life. That's right, Micaiah. There's amen, life. Amen. 
Amen. Where God is. And so I don't know about you, but I'd rather have that. You know, they sung, they, 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 the Christian um, um, singers and writers have been singing songs that indicate this um, for, for decades, for years, hundreds of years. The one that comes to mind for me when I think about this is uh, Kirk Franklin's Silver and Gold. I, I'd rather have Jesus yeah. than Silver and Gold. I'd mm -hmm. rather have the immaterial God, the spirit, God who is spirit than silver and gold. Right, right. right. That, that's what I'd rather have. I don't know about you. That's what I'd rather have. I'd rather have that than those things because that's true joy. That's true peace. That's true power. That's true love. Yes. And I want to experience that with God. And then the passage reads on in verse 24, and it just restates, for God is spirit. And we read this earlier, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must, this is not a suggestion. This is not a way or one way to worship. No, it's saying it is a prerequisite that if you worship God, the only way you can do it is to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's how you do it. And that means that you have to connect with God with a rejuvenated uh, spirit, being made a new creature, being quickened or brought to life in your spirit. And then you got to do it based on truth, not lies. Yes. Based on truth. And primarily the truth of the scripture, the truth of the scripture. And it should motivate us. And God is looking. God is looking. He don't have eyes, but he's looking for who will be true worshipers and worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. The sixth reason that we need to know and understand that God is spirit is so we will be able to tell what is of God and what is not. So we'll be able to tell what is of God and what is not. Look what it says here in 1 John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. Oh, I'm going to have, I got to say that again. I got to read that again to y'all. <laughs> do not believe, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if they spirit, if the spirit they have comes from God. We got to test them. And some of some of us say, yeah, I did test them. I looked at the car they drive. That was uh -huh. the test. <laughs> I looked at the clothes they wear. That was my test. I looked at the words they say and how they pray. That was my test. No, 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 no. The, the, the Bible, that's not what it's talking about, by testing the spirit. It's, it's, it said, no, you got to check and see if that, if that spirit is of God, is from God. Test it. Don't just believe it, particularly based on material things, because God is spirit. Amen, amen. And we worship him in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> and so we got to make sure we test every spirit to see if it's from God. And it gives us a reason why 
It goes on to say, for there are many false prophets in the world, many false prophets in the world. And that means y'all, I'm telling y'all, test me. Test whether or not I'm speaking from God. Right, test right. That's everybody and whether right. or not they're speaking from God. That's why it's always good. And I like that you always uh, share a scripture. When you make a point about something, you share a scripture. And that's, that's what I love about your ministry. But sometimes, you know, we don't always get it. People will speak about things and there's nothing to back it. There's Amen. no scripture to back it. Amen. Highly important because that's where true, our primary truth comes from scripture. So we're going to worship in spirit and in truth. I can't see anyone's spirit, but I can hear and understand whether or not they're giving me truth if I know the Bible <laughs> and whether or not it's scripture or not. So it says, test every spirit. And then look what it says in James chapter 3, 13 through 17. In us in trying to make sure to tell if something is of God or not. It says, if you are wise and understand God's ways. Okay, I want to pause for a moment just to reflect back. We've talked about being wise before, right? And particularly, we talked about that when we were in, in Romans, where it says the wise became fools <laughs> because they didn't honor God. Right. And so now James is telling us here that if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous. And there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Quite plain. Such things are earthly, unspiritual. Y'all hear this? Unspiritual and demonic. And demonic. So James has given us more detail on how to test the spirit. He, I'm, just to back up a little bit, he says if there's boasting, if there's lying, if there's jealousy, their selfish ambition, that is unspiritual and demonic. And then verse 16 goes on to say, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. So you've given us a way to test the spirit. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. So don't be fooled by appearance or the way something sounds. Amen. Don't be fooled. This passage lays out how you can look at and see if the, the wisdom or whatever's happening is coming from God. We need to put this into practice because it tells us quite plainly those things, those evil things, uh, jealousy and on and so forth is unspiritual. 
And you know those things, with those things, you can't worship God because it's unspiritual because <laughs> we have to worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. And the last reason I want to give you for why it's important to know and understand that God is spirit. So we will be able to rightly relate with each other. So we'll be able to rightly relate with each other. Second Corinthians 6, 14 and 16 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. So it's asking rhetorical questions here. Well, the answer, the obviously, it can't. Light can't live with darkness. You can't, believers can't team up with unbelievers. Shouldn't team up with unbelievers. Righteousness can't partner with wickedness. And so we have to know how to relate to each other as human beings. And don't team up with somebody who ain't on your team. Don't team up as a, as somebody who's on team God, don't team up with somebody who ain't on team God. Okay. Amen. Guess what's going to happen if you do? They're going to pull you away from spirit and truth. That's what's going to happen. Amen. And we're talking about teaming up. It's not that you don't um, uh, talk to or uh, relate to. It's saying team up. <laughs> partner go lockstep with jesus hung out with the sinners they even they even criticized him from hanging out with the sinners but he wasn't lockstep with them he wasn't teaming up with them he was hanging out with them hoping that they would become saved at some point but many christians are out there locking up teaming up with unbelievers and the bible is very explicit in the other translation it says don't be unequally yoked so knowing that god is spirit help us understand how to rightly relate with each other so the first thing i want to do if i'm going to team up with somebody is check their spirit amen not just check it test their spirit before I team up with them in whatever method team, teaming up that might be, I want to test their spirit so that I'll relate to them as who they are, not who I want them to be or hope they will be. <laughs> no, I'm going to relate to you as you are because what fellowship does light have with darkness? And me understanding that God is spirit helps me do that. Because it is through my spirit that I relate to God as spirit. So I'm going to test the spirit of others to see if they can be a part of this connection I have with God. And if not, it puts limitations on how, how deeply we can connect. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you got to test it. I just recently had to tell somebody that's not of God. So 
away with you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we need to understand that God is spirit, worship him in spirit and truth, and make sure we're treating God as God, not material things, things that we can see, smell, touch, taste. Don't treat it like it's God, because God declared there's only one God, and that's me, and God's spirit. Amen, amen. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. So, essentially, God decided to love. And it's from his nature. It's not something he had to calculate. So let me figure out, let me think this through. Okay, I'll love. No, it's his nature to love. Amen. So love is the, this, this kind of love is a decision, not a feeling. Now, the decision to love, though, can lead to feelings of this of agape love, but it's really a decision mm. to love. Mm-hmm. And God decided that he would love you and me. And even more than that, as we're going to see as we walk through this message. Yeah. So God is love. He's transcendent. He's omnipresent. He's all those other things, but wrapped in all of that or intertwined in all of that, connected to all of that is the love of God. Yes, amen. Thank you for listening.